Welcome to 7-Minute Torah. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. In this podcast, we explore the weekly Torah portion in about 7 to 10 minutes. We make modern meaning out of ancient texts, exploring them through liberal Jewish eyes. To become a supporter of this podcast, please visit patreon.com slash 7-Minute Torah. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. It is a snowy day here in Toronto, so I hope wherever you are, you're staying warm, and if you're in a warmer climate, lucky you. It's funny to talk about Moses and the Exodus story in the midst of winter, but that's exactly what we're doing this week as we open Parshat Va'era. Va'era starts at Exodus chapter 6, verse 2, and it continues through the end of chapter 9. Now, before we jump in, let me say a big thank you to David Yuk and I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, who is the newest sponsor of 7-Minute Torah, and a reminder that if you would like to become a sponsor of 7-Minute Torah, and I would appreciate that very much, that you can do that at patreon.com, where you can sign up to give a small per-episode amount, or you can go to laasok.org, L-A-A-S-O-K.org, and make either a one-time gift or a recurring monthly gift. So thank you to David, and thank you to those individuals who do support this work. It's very much appreciated. You know, sometimes life just doesn't turn out the way we planned. Moses just wanted to be a shepherd. He just wanted to care for his flocks and raise his family out in Midian. But God had other plans. Pharaoh just wanted things to stay the way they were. He wanted his kingdom to prosper. He wanted his slaves to work hard. But the ground is shifting underneath his feet. This week, as we open Parshat Va'era, we are entering into the thick of the Exodus story. Last week, we met Moses. We saw his first attempts to get Pharaoh to release the slaves. This week, after Moses and Aaron try and fail, God gives them a little pep talk. This is what it sounds like. This is from Exodus chapter 7. It says, Vayomer Adonai el Moshe, Re'ei natatiha Elohim leparo. God says to Moses, Listen, I place you in the role of God to Pharaoh, with your brother Aaron as your prophet. In other words, Aaron is going to be the spokesman for Moses as they go to Pharaoh. God says, You shall repeat all that I command you, And your brother Aaron shall speak to Pharaoh to let the Israelites depart from his land. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart, that I may multiply my signs and marvels in the land of Egypt. So God seems to be saying, don't worry, Moses, I got this. I know it didn't go very well last time, but this is in my hands. And in some sense, this must be a comfort. Moses and Aaron must be scared to death about this job that is in front of them, going to Pharaoh to demand that Pharaoh let the slaves go. It must be comforting to know that God will be there with them to see it through. But at the same time, this passage presents us with what is probably the most difficult theological problem in the entire Torah. It says that God will harden Pharaoh's heart. Akshay et lev paro, it says. I will harden Pharaoh's heart. So what does this mean? 
Well, in ancient times, the heart was considered to be not only the seat of emotion, but also the home of intellect. So this hardening doesn't mean emotional callousness per se, but rather an intellectual stubbornness. God essentially says, I will make Pharaoh stubborn so that he won't let you go so that I can punish him. So our challenge with this is clear, right? This is all going to end with Pharaoh and the Egyptians being drowned in the sea for the sin of refusing to let the Israelites go. But did Pharaoh really have a choice? Can he really be punished if he didn't really have free will to choose his own actions? If God hardened his heart? It's really problematic. And if you look at the commentators, it's clear that we are not the first ones to have this challenge. The commentators are doing all kinds of exegetical gymnastics to try to answer this question. So this is from the 16th century Italian commentator Sforno. He blames Pharaoh. He says, If Pharaoh had sincerely wanted to repent, nothing would have prevented it. The Ramban, who's a 12th century Spanish commentator, says that actually it only says that God hardens Pharaoh's heart five of the ten times. The other five, Pharaoh did it himself. And he essentially says, you only get so many chances to turn around. Rashi, the 11th century commentator par excellence, gives us a relatively offensive explanation. He says that true repentance belongs only to Jews. But my favorite is Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish. He's known as Resh Lakish a rabbi in the Talmud, who acknowledges that this conundrum could potentially give heretics an opening to question God's goodness. And he replies, Let the heretics just shut up. So the commentators are struggling here. The commentators aren't sure what to do with this. And rightfully so, because one of our most deeply held Jewish beliefs is free will. The idea that human beings get to choose right from wrong. And what's happening here seems to fly in the face of that idea. But there is one commentator who actually does understand this passage in terms of the ability to choose. This is from Abravanel, who's a 15th century Portuguese rabbi. He writes, quote, God did not harden Pharaoh's heart directly. Rather, God did it indirectly by inflicting plagues upon them and then removing them. In other words, God didn't control what went on inside Pharaoh. God controlled what went on around Pharaoh. The fact that the plagues came and went led Pharaoh to believe that they were temporary, which weakened his act of will because of them. That was Pharaoh's choice. God's not a puppet master here. God is not in control of what we do or what we feel or what we think. God is creating the circumstances around Pharaoh. The choice of how to react to those circumstances, that was in Pharaoh's hands. And it was the Pharaoh who chose to be stubborn in reaction to what God created around him. Now, I have to say, my own theology is not one in which Everything around me is being controlled by God. But what I appreciate about this explanation is the idea that it takes the role of God out of my own personal choices and puts it into the circumstances around me, which is to say, 
I can't control my circumstances. All I can control is the choices I make given the circumstances of my life. It's a little bit reminiscent of what Viktor Frankl wrote. Viktor Frankl, who we've quoted here on the podcast before, is a Holocaust survivor and a psychoanalyst. And he wrote from the death camps that, quote, the last of the human freedoms is the ability to choose one's attitude in a given set of circumstances. As we said before, sometimes life doesn't turn out the way we planned it. We've all had moments where things are going sideways, where things seemed out of control. Sometimes it's the result of our own actions and choices and beliefs, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes there's nothing we could have done about it. And the Torah seems to be trying to teach that when roadblocks spring up like this, we have two options. One is like Pharaoh, we can dig in and harden our hearts and close off our minds and blame the world around us. Or we can grow. We can learn from what happens to us. We can learn from our own mistakes, from our own miscalculations, from our inexperience, from the circumstances into which we are born and which happen around us. And we can become stronger and wiser and more capable, which might ultimately include advocating to make changes to the world around us. Of course, none of that prevents or changes the suffering that we experience in the world. But it does mean that we have the ability to move forward from those experiences, so to speak. These are the ways and these are the moments when we become our best selves. These are the ways and these are the moments when we make ourselves and our world more whole. Sometimes life doesn't turn out exactly the way we planned it. Life gives us hard circumstances. I think we get to choose when and whether to harden our hearts. So let's learn a little something from Pharaoh and from Moses, because life doesn't ever turn out the way we planned it. So let us embrace that most Jewish task, that most human task of learning and growing into our best selves. Thanks for listening, everyone. Seven Minute Torah is a production of La'asok, Sacred Texts, Modern Meaning. If you enjoyed this program, please consider becoming a sponsor at patreon.com slash 7minutetorah. For more information about upcoming learning opportunities, go to laasoka.org, L-A-A-S-O-K dot I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. Thanks for listening.